Welcome to Didache, where we are studying to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth so we can worship God in spirit and truth, deepening our knowledge of God, thereby enabling us to deepen our love for God. Here is your host, Justin Peters. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that this finds you and yours doing well, and I want to thank you for joining me. If I, It sounds like I'm in a little bit of a well right now. It's because, uh, well, I'm not in a well, but I am in Brazil. I am recording this from my uh, hotel room here in Brazil, having a wonderful, wonderful trip here. Just met some really precious brothers. I mean, just, uh, just really, really precious as a a great church here. I'm in the town of Franco, city of Franco. I flew into Sao Paulo, and uh, wow, is that not a big city? Holy cow. Uh, flew in and was looking at the city through the window in the airplane, and my goodness, it's just city. You just can't see the end of it. It's enormous. Uh, so anyway, flew into Sao Paulo, and then uh, flew from Sao Paulo to Ribeiro Prato, and then drove from Ribeiro Prato to Franco, and uh, they call this a small town, but it's, <laughs> they tell me it's about, uh, I think, 250, 300,000 people. So uh, it's not a small town compared to where I'm from, but that's what they call it. And uh, so, but anyway, a really, really great church here. Uh, uh, the pastors, elders are just top, top-notch people, just very, very sound. And uh, I might be able to get a couple of them on the program with me. I would love to hear, I would love for you to hear from them. They're just uh, wonderful brothers. So um, hopefully we can, we can do that. We shall see. But uh, the seminar is going very, very well here at conference. Uh, we have about 600 or so that are coming. And so that's very good. Very grateful for that. So I would appreciate your prayers for me uh, as we uh, continue the conference. We're about halfway through it thus far. So Anyway, well, let us get back to the topic at hand. We've been discussing the Jehovah's Witnesses. And um, last program, we talked about how the Jehovah's Witness Watchtower claims that it is the only um, organization through which God works. They do believe that they are the only church. And I read to you a quote from Charles Taze Russell, who says, We belong to no earthly, earthly organization. We adhere only to that heavenly organization who names, whose names are written in heaven. And so they believe that they are the only true church. They do not believe in blood transfusions. I'm sure you've probably heard that. And they take passages of scripture such as Acts 15, 28 through 29 uh, out of context. And we talk about how when uh, Paul says to abstain from things sacrificed to idols, from blood and from things strangled, well, uh, these animals often were sacrificed to idols, but they were killed uh, not by slitting their throats. They were actually many of them were killed by strangulation because they wanted to keep the blood in the animal. And so that's why Paul says, basically, if it's if it's something that's been sacrificed to an idol, uh, go to McDonald's. You know, <laughs> go down the street, find something else to eat. Is basically what he was saying. But it's a rather awkward passage for them that they would cite. Acts 15, 28 through 29, because this passage uh, affirms the personhood of the Holy Spirit, which they reject. So and it's kind of weird that they would uh, cite that passage. 
So they're skating on some pretty uh, thin ice, theologically speaking, to say the least. All right, well, let us continue. It's just a little recap from yesterday's program. And today I want us to talk about their their views of the Trinity, their, their views of God, basically. Well, Trinitarian doctrine, they reject it, and they reject it vehemently. Uh, they are not alone. Uh, there is also the United Pentecostal Church, UPC, that also rejects the Trinity. Not all Pentecostals reject the Trinity, just the United Pentecostals reject it. I remember a few years ago I was in a church preaching and they had this Southern Gospel group come in to sing, and uh, which kind of grated on my nerves to say the least, but but uh, anyway, I was talking with some of these guys afterwards in just a singing group. And, uh, this was in a Southern Baptist church. And well, one of the guys singing for him was United Pentecostal. He told me it was United Pentecostal. I said, oh, you're United Pentecostal. I said, so, so you don't believe in the Trinity? And he said, no, we don't. And, uh, and I looked at the other men in, in the group and uh, I said, is that not a problem for you guys? And, and they just looked like they didn't even know what I was talking about. But... Um, the, the doctrine of Trinity is pretty big deal. I mean, to say the least, this is this is not a sidebar issue. This is this is fundamental. If you reject the Trinity, this is uh, this is a game changer. This is if you reject the Trinity, you cannot be a Christian. You you cannot be a Christian because God is a triune God, and if you do not believe in the triune God then you do not believe in the God of the Bible and you cannot be saved. It's just that simple. So uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses specifically believe that God is one person rather than one being, B-E-I-N-G. Okay, I'm going to say that again. and You might want to jot this down because it's an important distinction to make. The Jehovah's Witnesses believe that, uh, that God is one person rather than one being being. Now, the Bible does indeed teach that God is one, but the Bible teaches that God is one being, not one person. God is not one person, dear friends. God is one being in three persons. One being, one God in three persons. Now, he is one God in three persons, not one God in three manifestations. That is modalism. You may have heard that term here and there before. Modalism is the belief that God is one God, but he changes modes. Or, or Well, one, I should say, one person, and uh, this one person who is God changes modes. So in the Old Testament, he had on his father hat, and then uh, when Jesus came, God took off his God father hat, put on the son hat, and uh, then when Jesus was resurrected, he uh, put on, took off his Jesus hat, put on the Holy Spirit hat. Basically, uh, that, that is what modalism is. And in fact, if you go to T.D. Jake's website right now, go to the Potter's House website in Dallas, Texas, pastor by T.D. Jake's, Thomas Dexter Tate Jake's. Uh, when you look at their doctrinal statement, you'll see there that says that we believe in one God in three manifestations not three persons, as the Bible teaches, three manifestations. Okay, so that is um, that is modalistic language. Uh, T.D. Jakes comes from a United Pentecostal background, 
He rejects the Trinity despite him trying to trying to crawfish on it, trying to um, uh, kind of have one foot in, one foot out of Trinitarian doctrine. He does not believe in the Trinity. You go to his website right now. It's right there on the doctrinal statement. We believe in one God and three manifestations, not three persons. That is not an arbitrary uh, thing. That's not a typo. It's not a slip. That was in, That's intentional uh, on his part. He does not believe in the Trinity. And, neither, and so he's not a Christian. He doesn't keep life away from selling his books, but uh, he is not a Christian. So uh, Jehovah's Witnesses essentially believe the same thing as the United Pentecostal Church. They believe that God is one person, but God is not one person, dear friends. God is one being in three persons. One God, one being, three persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They call the doctrine of the Trinity a demonic doctrine. They say that it is the product of pagan imagination. So they uh, absolutely reject the Trinity. And so despite their claims of being Christian, they are not. They are not. Okay, so they reject the Trinity. Now let's talk about what they believe about Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ. Okay, well, number one, the Jehovah's Witnesses reject Jesus as God. They do not believe that he is God. And uh, I'll read to you this right off of the JW website. In fact, this is JW.org. So this, this is their official website. I'm not putting words in their mouth. This is right out of the, right out of the horse's own mouth. They say this, quote, We follow the teachings and example of Jesus Christ and honor him as our Savior and as the Son of God. Thus, we are Christians. Not so much. But they say, thus, we are Christians. However, they continue, however, we have learned from the Bible that Jesus is not Almighty God and that there is no scriptural basis for the Trinity doctrine. We do not worship Jesus as we do not believe that he is Almighty God. And their scripture verse there is John 14, 28. So, um, there it is. That is. I'm not putting words in their mouth. They, they flat out say that we do not worship Jesus because we do not believe he is Almighty God. And the, their proof text is John 14, 28, when Jesus says, The Father is greater than I. However, when you look at John 14, 28, Jesus was not, as I, as you heard me try to explain to John and Patricia in my witnessing encounter with them, Jesus was not saying that he was inferior to God, just that he submitted himself to God's, God the Father's headship. Uh, he submitted himself in role to the Father, but Jesus is fully man and fully God. Very man, very God. And he is uh, the exact same as God, in God the Father, in nature and in essence. And he is equal with God. He is equal with God in his character, in his nature, in his essence, in his personhood. So some fundamental principles of hermeneutics, if they had that, would clear that up for them very quickly. It's interesting that they say right on their website, we do not worship Jesus as we do not believe that he is Almighty God, well, 
If you don't believe that he is Almighty God, then you might want to tell him that he's not because he sure seems to think that he is because once he was bodily raised from the dead, by the way, we'll get to that later. The Jehovah's Witnesses do not believe that Jesus was bodily raised from the dead. But um, when, when Jesus was bodily raised from the dead, and you remember uh, Thomas, Thomas, the you know, good old doubting Thomas, poor guy, kind of gets a bum rap. But he, he says, I will not believe until I put my fingers in the holes in his hand. will not believe until I thrust my hand into his side. Well, Jesus showed up. Thomas saw him. Thomas saw the wounds. And he fell to his knees and he said, my Lord and my God. And Jesus accepted that worship. Jesus did not rebuke him. Now, if Jesus was not God, and yet he accepted worship as God, then uh, then we have a bit of a, we're in a bit of a pickle, aren't we? Or Jesus is in a bit of a pickle because um, he's being disingenuous. If, if he was not God and yet he accepted Thomas's worship as God, then uh, Jesus really had an ego problem, did he not? So you see, you really run into some uh, significant walls here. And uh, But the, the Jehovah's Witnesses do not know how to let Scripture interpret Scripture. They just... They don't know how to do it, or they refuse to do it, I should say. They refuse to do it. Uh, so, I mean, it's not just that. Statements from, um, e even statements from uh, Satan, uh, even what Peter said was not right when he told Jesus that he would not deny him. And recall, too, that the Apostle Paul confronted the Apostle Peter to his face and called him out for his, his uh, hypocrisy. Now, uh, I say all that to say this. Not not everything, okay, bear with me. This is going to sound weird, but bear with me. Not everything in the Bible is true. Okay, not everything that is said in the Bible is true. All right, not every statement that is made by every person in the Bible is true. Uh, Satan, now the Bible accurately records everything that people said, and that is written in Scripture, and the Bible records that perfectly, inerrantly, but not everything that is said is true in and of itself. In other words, the Bible perfectly records statements that were not true. Does that make sense? The Bible perfectly records statements that were not true. So Satan said things in the Bible, and the Bible records it. Doesn't mean that what Satan said was true, obviously, right? Um, what Peter said was not true when when. Peter told Jesus that he would not he would not deny him. Um, the Bible perfectly records that Jesus made that statement, but I mean, excuse me, that Peter made that statement, but that statement made by Peter was not true because he did deny him. Uh, the Apostle Paul confronted the Apostle Peter to his face, as I said, called him out for his hypocrisy. So uh, theoretically, theoretically, Thomas could have been wrong. Okay, could have been wrong, but. When Thomas said, my Lord and my God, theoretically, Thomas could have been wrong, but we know that he wasn't wrong because Jesus did not correct him. He accepted his worship. He accepted his worship. In fact, Jesus directly affirmed his worship. In John 20, verse 28, uh, that's where Jesus, uh, Thomas said, my Lord and my God, Jesus accepted this worship. In verse 29, uh, Jesus said, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are they who did not see and yet believed. So Jesus directly affirmed his worship, accepted his worship. 
if Jesus was not God and yet he accepted worship, then Jesus was a blasphemer. He was not the son of God. He was not, you couldn't even say he was a good teacher. He was, he was a blasphemer if he was not God and yet accepted the worship of God. So uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses really do not have an answer for this. Jesus also forgave sins, something that only God can do. So Jesus most certainly did claim to be God. Before Abraham was, I am. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. I and the Father are one. Also, the Jehovah's Witnesses regarding Jesus, as you might remember hearing me discuss at some length with John and Patricia, the verse in Colossians 1.15, Colossians 1.15, which talks about uh, Jesus being the firstborn of all creation and uh, verses following there. But Colossians 1.15, the firstborn of all creation, they take that to mean that Jesus was a created being. They say, well, he was a firstborn of creation. That means he was created. But no, 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 that is not at all what that means because that word in the Greek is prototakos. And prototakos means preeminent. In other words, what Colossians 1.15 is saying is that Jesus is the preeminent. He reigns supreme. It's not that he was first created, just as the Bible calls David. Uh, in Septuagint, the Bible refers to David as the, the prototakos, the, the firstborn. But David was not the firstborn. Uh, uh, Jesse had children before David. David was, I mean, you just, as a matter of fact, you look at the, the uh, lineages there. Uh, David was not the firstborn. But he's referred to as the firstborn. Why? Because he was a preeminent one. He was the one who was preeminent. Jesus is preeminent among all of us, all of his, uh, his family, his children, that we have been adopted by the Holy Spirit, uh, regenerated by the Holy Spirit, baptized into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is the prototakos, the preeminent. He was not created. If, if Paul had wanted to refer to or make the point that Jesus was created, there is a word he could have used, and that word would be productizo, but that's not the word he used. Even though the word was in use when Paul wrote it, Paul would have known this word, just like we know the word umbrella or bicycle. I mean, it's a common word. He could have used that word, but he didn't. He used he did not use productizo. He used prototakos, very, very different. So Jesus was not a created being. Big difference. Now, John and Patricia didn't like to admit that there was uh, much difference in that, but it is a huge difference. The difference in that is as wide as all of eternity. The big difference between Jesus being the creator and being a created being who then later created. Uh, big, big difference. Big difference. You have a, If you believe that Jesus was a created being, then you have a different Jesus. And a different Jesus does not save. Does not save. And remember, Jesus is immutable. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 says that, says that very clearly. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is immutable. He does not change. He has always existed from eternity past, exists right now, and he will exist all the way into eternity future. He cannot change. He cannot change. Uh, the Jehovah's Witness witnesses have a Jesus who does change. So a very, very 
problematic. Uh, they have a different God. They have a different God. And also, they reject the Holy Spirit as God. They reject the Holy Spirit as God. They do not believe that he is a person. And yet we see example all, examples all over the place about how the Holy Spirit is, is a person. Uh, the Apostle Paul says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Well, you can't grieve a force. Uh, force is inanimate. You can't grieve something that is inanimate. The only person, the only one you can grieve is a person. And Paul said, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 5, Peter speaking to Ananias and Sapphira. He said, Ananias, why has Satan emboldened you to play false to the Holy Spirit? Now, I'm going to read you this out of the New World Translation. Out of their translation, Ananias, why has Satan emboldened you to embolden you to play false to the Holy Spirit? You have played false not to men, but to God. Now, they render lie as played false. I'm not sure why they do that, but um, but anyway, that's the that's the sense of it. Why has Satan emboldened you, to, emboldened you to lie to the Holy Spirit? You cannot lie to an inanimate object. You know, I could, I could get in front of a, a chair and say, uh, chair... You are a potted plant. You are a potted plant, chair. Did you know that, chair? You're a potted plant. Am I lying to that chair? No, because a chair can't hear me. It's an inanimate object. You can't, you can't lie to a chair. It doesn't know what, doesn't even know you you exist. But you can lie to a person, and this is right here out of their own Bible, out of their own NWT. Why has Satan emboldened you to play false, to lie to the Holy Spirit? You have lied not to men, but to God. And so um, you can actually disprove much of their theology right out of their own Bible. Right out of their own Bible. So very interesting. All right, dear friends, uh, we will continue our study into the Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, Lord willing, tomorrow. We have a little bit, uh, well, fair amount yet to go. So I want you to... Understand the Jehovah's Witnesses. Hope you're taking notes so the next time one of them raps on your door, um, you'll have this in your head, or if you don't have it in your head, write it down in your notebook there, and when you when you see two people standing at your door, and <laughs> go grab that notebook and uh, uh, open the door and say, let's have a chat, okay? All right, dear friends. Thank you very much for joining me until our next time together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Thank you for listening to Didache. We hope that you were encouraged and edified by what you just heard. If you have a question or comment for Justin, or interested in more teaching resources, or would like to have him come and preach at your church or conference, you may contact him at justinpeters.org.